Okay. And that's the magic. That's Hollywood, baby. That's the magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> the magic of podcasting. <laughs> All right. We'll do a little. Oh, God, it is hot. It is fucking hot. We like. Okay, oh, so. Jesus. <laughs> we like to do a little. <laughs> we'll do a little, like, warm up before we start the show. Mm-hmm. We like to uh, sure. be candid, you know, be natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be natural, goddammit. Be natural. Gun to the <laughs> I am a human. <laughs> yeah, I really do listen back to it sometimes, and I'm like, man, I was really. What are we on about? I was really just like <laughs> trying to. My brain was really <laughs> struggling there. You can hear the cogs turning. Smoke coming out of the ears. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, Adam, anything interesting? You got any interesting stories to share? Or <laughs> any interesting stories? Um. I'm wearing my um. I thought I'd, I'd. I'm wearing my kind of like Hawaiian-esque shirt for the pirate occasion. This is okay. the most pirate thing Ooh. I had. Ooh, okay. So, not that anyone can see that, but you know, nice one. I I should have worn my pirate shirt. I have a. I have like a dead man's chest shirt that my friend got me like oh, 15 my years God. ago. Oh really? I, do, I mean, it's in my closet, buried somewhere at the back of my closet. <laughs> Did you? I um, that now. Oh. I had a realization watching. We'll we'll get into it, but like, I had a realization watching this. Like, I don't think I've seen this film since I was like six. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, not only one, that. Yeah, the first one. Like, because yeah. I remember, I remember a lot of it, but there was so mm. much of it that I was like, wait, where's um? Like, I could have sworn. Uh, oh god, he's the uh, octopus face guy. I was like, he, oh, Davy Jones. Yeah, Davy Jones. Davey I was Jones. like, oh, he's in this. Yeah, yeah. when's he? When's he gonna turn up? <laughs> yeah. No, I was. Um, I found it really strange because I hadn't watched this film probably since I was like like eight years old, and yet I can still. There were moments where I quoted exactly what they were gonna say, and I was like, well, yeah, how's yeah. that happened? It's mad. Yeah. I, it's what because I was on this other podcast last week where it was like the premise of the show is you go on and like rewatch something from your childhood, and I was rewatch it and it, for me I picked the first Pokemon movie. I was like I oh, haven't okay. seen this movie since like two thousand, <laughs> and I still remember every single beat. Like it's just still <laughs> there in the like analogs of my brain. Like I can't remember my new coworkers' names, but I'm still like oh yeah, this is the part where Mewtwo <laughs> shows up and he says this. I feel that so much. So much of my brain yeah. has been taken up by just, like, useless media. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing, speaking of Pokemon, like, I've been playing, like, Pokemon again, like, em- on emulators and stuff. Uh-huh. And oh, I, em- oh, that's cool. And it, it sucks that, like, that all that information from those games is still logged in my brain and I just, like, know where to go. Yeah. I know yeah. where the rare encounters are. Like, I'm just speedrunning for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could, like, yeah. this is all information that could have been done for, like, math, for, like, learning. I could have, like, got an actual <laughs> hobby. Could have learned no, a skill. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, yeah, you're completely right. Um, there, there were just scenes in this where I was, I, I was just speaking out, and I was like, I can't, I couldn't remember what was coming ahead, but yeah, I knew exactly what the words were going to be. Mm, yeah. It was so wild. Yeah. Um, that's that's pirate's life, isn't it? It's pirate's life.
Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fine Draft Podcast. Uh, it's another special Ooh. episode. We're joined by Derek from Underrated Podcasts. Uh, do you want to say hi? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. As always, our guests will bring a film or a film-related topic of their choosing. Uh, do you want to give us a quick blurb on the film of today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean films, kind of a retrospective on the series, which has had some major ups and downs, and I'm really excited to get into it. <laughs> For sure. We'll probably try and focus on the uh, on the first one, because it's the only one I watched it. Yeah, and it's the good one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I watched, I tried to, I watched the first one, I tried to watch a little bit of the sequels, I just was like, these movies are all like two and a half hours long, and there's five They minutes. are. <laughs> They are very long. Yeah. yeah, they are very long. <laughs> I did see the time of it, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, directed by Gore Verbinski. Uh, was the first one 2003, right? I think. Yeah, That's fucking wild. Which is, wild. is wild. Yeah, I know. Like I was like struggling to remember it, because I guess it has just been so long ago. And yeah, the fact that it is so... It is in like, such a strange era of movies and it's one of those ones that mm. i guess is kind of underrated i guess you could say and a little forgotten i think i think the pirates films have been kind of forgotten by people in general and you know and we can talk about the sequels and the kind of things they did right and the things they did wrong <laughs> but i mean that first one i like revisiting it it's a super solid film like i was really just taken <laughs> aback by how 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 mm. how just good it is it is just a proper good film but yeah solid yeah it was just solid yeah. it was just absolutely solid i guess that's why it was just funny to to revisit it and why it was making me feel nostalgic and taking me back to like being in you know 2004 watching it on a dvd <laughs> was like <laughs> just remembering like oh yeah pirates pirates was like really popular like huge and now it's just kind of forgotten yeah it's kind of just like faded away slowly over the years mm. um and I don't know something you're gonna you said that just like kind of like bro- that I realized that broke my brain earlier was I realized that Kira Knightley she's like I think thirty five or thirty like she's thirty six and like that so she's only like four years older than me and I was like wait a minute how is that I was a kid when Pirates One came out and I was like looked at it and she was like seventeen when she made the first one I was like how how like it's so just broke me that's insane what the hell yeah. <laughs> oh my god madness. Well, yeah. funnily enough, it's, it's weird that you say that it's kind of like this whole series has kind of gone off into oblivion because it's still, there's a film in this series that holds the title for the uh, most expensive film ever made. Yeah, the fourth is, um, one. Yeah, on Stranger Tides, which cost which, which is, $379 million? Yeah, both with or without inflation. It's the most expensive Mad. movie ever made. Which is yeah. insane. And the thing is, it looks way cheaper than the second and the third yeah. one. I don't understand yeah. how. Like, and Disney apparently like tried to scale it back. They're like, oh, because the second and the third one are basically just like these the weirdest epics ever made, where there's like a thousand effects and like creatures and everything. Mm-hmm. And this one, that one's like by pirate scale is like pretty toned back. It's more in like the vein of the first one, but yeah. somehow it's still the most expensive film ever made. Like more than like Endgame or Avatar or even adjusted for inflation, like Ben Hur. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane to think. Like, and it just makes me ask why. Like, where was that money going? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, was was uh, Johnny Depp just taking a fat like paycheck on each one? Then that's it just the became thing. More I more. think he took at least. I think he took at least fifty million dollars just on his paycheck for the fourth one. Ooh. Right. Okay. Big pennies. <laughs> do it. Big pennies. But I mean, that like that's a good example of how this pirate series. You know, I've, I don't think we give it enough credit for it being kind of really a big pillar in kind of modern blockbusters 
um and that goes to mm. like the star power of it you, you know you can mm. you can relate that yeah. to like robert downey jr you know taking like a small loan of a million dollars like with each film you know uh, there's just all these things that track in the history of cinema but it seems like because pirates was just a little bit before or in that kind of boom of blockbusters or that second wave of blockbusters um mm. it's been kind of left on the wayside a bit um yeah and it's crazy because it's the first film franchise to have multiple films make a billion dollars like that's mm. nuts that's yeah that's crazy <laughs> And people don't really talk about them anymore. <laughs> they I know, just, yeah. Like, like, slowly just kind of faded away, you know? Just like, oh, yeah, the Pirates movies. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it makes me think of, like, Avatar, you know? Remember how Avatar mm-hmm. was this massive film and one of the highest owners at the box office? And it's, and it, but it's like, is is it anyone's favorite? It's one of those ones where it's like, is it anyone's favorite yeah. film? <laughs> like, <laughs> does anyone yeah. love Avatar? Yeah. Right? And they're going to make five more avatars or whatever. that have, They oh, were supposed to come out originally in 2014. Supposedly, still not out yet. Yeah, allegedly. Those yeah. films are going to happen yeah. <laughs> sometime. I think he's just... I think James Cameron has probably just lost the plot completely. <laughs> I mean, imagine planning five films back to back. Like <laughs> That's something. I think the difference, though, between this and Avatar is like you go back to Avatar... Well, I was going to say Avatar 1, or the only Avatar. <laughs> and you watch and you're like, this movie, it's kind of like... It's, you know, I don't think it necessarily really holds up, but Pirates of the Caribbean 1 is still, like, a great, like, I think one of the all-time great adventure films. Like, I think it still just holds up. And it's a movie that I kind of will throw on in the background, like, all the time when I'll be writing. I'm just like, I need something familiar and fun to watch while I'm just kind of, like, not really focusing. And it's a good one to put on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. I think it, it gets so, it gets so looked over and, like, forgotten whether that's because of the kind of lackluster sequels or maybe just mm. the brand in general that this kind of loses potency after a while or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's such a it's such a nice watch. And like, I was really surprised by how just like creative it is too. There's a lot of, mm. you know, really great sequences. Obviously, you've got this great performance. I mean, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack. It's really funny that like, you know, again, it's that thing you're like, why don't why 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 do we not talk about this anymore? Like how how great is he in that role, and mm-hmm. how it was such a it seemed like kind of just a lightning in a bottle thing. It's because then they mm-hmm. want to go in like a very different direction with that character, and then Johnny Depp kind of just story goes like just turned up on set and started doing this like Keith Richards impression, <laughs> and everyone was kind of like, what's yeah, well, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everybody thought this was going to be a huge financial failure because it's like nobody had made movies about pirates anymore like they were the last couple of ones were all huge financial failures mm. they're like johnny depp was mostly known for being in like tim burton movies at that time he wasn't really a star you have you know orlando bloom and Kira knightley who were relative unknowns at the oh, time gotcha. i mean and mm. it's based on a theme park ride like Absolutely. those never do well like who remembers the country bears of the haunted mansion you know and yeah. <laughs> then it's it, but it's was so great it and i think a lot of that comes down to a really good script you know uh mm. by um uh, Ros- uh rocio i think is his name and uh, elliot who were the same guys who did aladdin who had been kind of wanting to make like a swashbuckling adventure pirate movie for years and then disney was like we're making a pirates of the caribbean movie and it just kind of like worked out it was kind of i feel like everything just kind of clicked into the place it was really a lot of right time right place stuff Mm. that's hard to replicate and they also i think misunderstood a lot of like what was good about the movie they're like okay like everybody loves jack sparrow and they just pushed him to the front where he is a much better 
supporting character. He's he's good there. Like the heart of the movie is the relationship between Will and Elizabeth, and that's kind of what you're invested in. And, and then you have Jack Sparrow's just kind of like this wild card in the background, and he works really well in that capacity. But you make him more and more central, and he becomes less interesting. I feel like I would agree, but like we we I think we spoke about this before this episode about mm. like the. Mm how the films just kind of became more and more about Jack. Um, mm. I do kind of understand why they went in that direction, though, because I think the thing watching this first one was, like, Captain Jack is absolutely stealing the show. Like, he is absolutely yeah. overshadowing everyone <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, so I kind of understand why they would maybe lean more towards him. And it's, like, it's strange because they kind of... All of them, the trio of characters are kind of the protagonist of the film and it feels like that yeah. first one is a little bit not sure on who we're meant to really be on side with because mm. despite you know jack making like a few turns during the during the narrative and stuff like that i feel like we're always kind of, for me personally anyway like i'm always just kind of more interested in what's going on the second he turns up the second he you know appears in yeah. the port <laughs> sinking in his little dinghy like <laughs> i i want to know what's going on with him um, yeah. Not that like I think uh, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom are particularly like their characters are particularly bad necessarily. Um, I just think he's such a show stealer. That performance really because it is so. It's such a strong character piece. Like it's such sure. a strong embodiment of a character, and he's just so much fun. And he really gets all the funny moments and stuff. And is all. And whenever there's a good action scene, he's in it. Um, it's just yeah. those kind of things where it's yeah, like yeah. it's hard to not be drawn to him. So I do understand that kind of knee-jerk reaction they had in the sequels going forward to kind of make him more centric because I do think he is really the standout of that first film. Um, nothing against Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. Well, I said maybe Orlando Bloom. I don't know. I wasn't taken away by him in this. Not to be like negative immediately. <laughs> I've grown I on him. I didn't yeah. like him back in the day, but I feel like he's kind of just like... He's kind of just like a dork, and I kind of, yeah. I kind of love that. It, yeah, he is. It kind yeah. of reminded me of that, like that. Watching it, rewatching it, reminded me of all like the kind of classic Disney films. Like that kind of, he's that kind of hopeless romantic central character. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's a real kind of like pillar in that respect. And I don't know, there was something quite charming about him. Like he was, he, he clearly had a lot of fun with the role. But yeah, Captain Jack does it. He's such like an an enigma in this entire world. Um, yeah. that's built around it, so you just naturally, I think, are drawn to understanding that character a little bit deeper. Um, and also, you always want to know what he's going to do next because he's so sporadic and mm. um, and fun, and and he gets so many good like one liners. His dialogue's fantastic and is always delivered well. And I do think like Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom do give good performances in their roles. Um, I don't know how that translates to all the other movies because I am aware that their relationship and characters does continue because I haven't watched them all. Um, I've watched very few of them actually. This is um, that this was my favorite. Um, and also, I wanted to ask like one natural way I felt that this might have gone in this series was that they would have done prequels to Jack's character, but are all the other ones sequels. Is it is it always a they do like some, uh... linear? They do some continuation flashbacks, right, in the fourth one. Yeah, the yeah. the fifth one is very like. Well, it's interesting because like 
the fourth and the fifth are basically Jack's, like, especially the fourth one is basically just like a spinoff of Jack Sparrow. Mm. And then the fifth one is like, it has all this Jack origin story stuff that makes no sense and completely like destroys like all of the lore that they built up. Like it contradicts like things Uh. like how he got the compass. They like explain that in the second one and then they give a different origin story how he got the compass in the fifth one. You're like, what? It's, I don't know. It's, uh, there is a kind of like interesting arc in the second and third film for all of the characters. I don't know if I love where it ends because I feel like Kira Knightley's character just kind of becomes just like in love with everyone and just keeps kissing like any random character. Right. I'm yeah. like, this, you're really yeah. do not doing a very good service. This character, That's who in the first one is a really even strong, a, independent character. Yeah. There's even a, you can you can feel the the teasing of that in the first one when they're stuck on the island and you get a bit of a sense yeah. of like uh i don't know like yeah, yeah it just feels like manipulation though and then in the second one it's implying like she actually has maybe real feelings for jack sparrow and you're like what i don't know it just that <laughs> I, part never sat well with me i did think it tra- i do yeah it does kind of track with her like kind of uh her like admiration of like pirates and being kind of obsessed with pirates that she would be drawn to him um but yeah, you, you could it definitely you'd think like maybe the tone would be more like oh she she wants to be a pirate not necessarily like she wants to be with a yeah. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and Will is basically a pirate at this point too. So yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, like I I'd give him for something for something in in two thousand three that first one I would give it props for at least trying to do a mm-hmm. strong female character. Um, even though there is mm-hmm. a lot of her being a damsel and a lot of her like having her clothes stripped off and stuff like this like yeah. i can give that all a pass because at least they've like tied in they've like integrated into her character that like you know she's she's unruly and she's not what normal girls are like and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. i'll give them yeah, a pass she seems in the, yeah it seems like in the first one like a character who's like she wants to be like this kind of independent like self um you know thinking woman but is like in this time where that is definitely not allowed and she has to kind of deal with that and she, yeah. you know, works within this system to kind of deal with it as best she can and kind of, like, is like, all right, well, I, can, I know that this is the way it works, so I, if I tell Noah Arrington I'll marry him, I can get this and, you know, get this. And so it seems like she's like, all right, I, I have to live with this in the system. Let me manipulate it to my advantage as best I can. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I mean, to, to speak on, like, the... I, I would hesitate to call it a definitive, like, period piece, but I definitely know the the time period they're in i guess and that that they do use mm-hmm. it for the plot in like those kind of elements i would find it interesting like the skirting around of like colonial <laughs> like colonialism <laughs> and stuff like yeah they never really talk a lot about it they are just army guys <laughs> and sailors yeah. and stuff we never really figure out like what they're doing out in the caribbean exactly <laughs> except for the east india trading company in the second and the third they are like very much like colonial like because it's like played oh, okay. like the, there's like the regular British and then there's the East India Trading Company who are like, you know, like slavers and just like, you know, imposing all these horrible taxes and just doing everything you think of when you think of like colonial British mm. in that time, you know. Yeah. It's uh, funny how they kind of push those those aspects of the story, though, because I feel like that from what I've been told about the, the future films, like it doesn't seem that the things that people wanted to find out about this world and, and characters it seems like that was the stuff that was kind of presented and why it perhaps went down the shitter, um, or just yeah, lost they do its way. Yeah, explain a lot in the second and third. 
Right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's all a typical. It's all like the typical sins of like any kind of franchise. Yeah. The kind of mm-hmm. yeah. the over-explaining, the like prequel stuff, uh, like retcon yeah. and your own story. The like flanderization of like Captain Jack. Like, it, it, it's really like it's somewhat of a stark comparison when you compare him to like the first film and the final film. Like the last mm. one, he's just, he is just a cartoon character. And he just kind of progressively yeah. gets more like <laughs> insane <laughs> as each one goes on. Like the first it's one is somewhat, really somewhat grounded. Like I could believe they, 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 they make enough effort to like make him believable, and like to kind of explain mm. why he is the way he is. And they do make him quite stuff. smart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, tend to he's clever. He's not quite as clever as he thinks he is, but he's he'll like figure mm. things out, you know, yeah. and like have you plans. That sometimes almost, work and sometimes don't. Yeah, you can almost tell that he is a survivor of something. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I find so compelling about him because he's obviously, like, throughout his entire life got out of trouble, but not so much to the point where <laughs> he's okay or he's, you know, he's still lost without a captain without a ship, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they present that really well. Like, mm. in pretty much every scene he's in, it seems that there's you learn something new about him, especially in, like, all the, all the fight scenes and um, all the action pieces. Um, it very seamlessly builds a very compelling character, but also one that you don't, you know, you don't know everything about. And I love that they didn't really explain it that much. You know, you just kind mm-hmm. of accepted amongst the other characters that yeah. that's the way he was. And um, I, I, I felt like I wanted to know more and more about him. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've spoken about it before with um, about like not, uh, yeah, it's over over explaining thing and. There's there's a lot mm. there's something very simple but very fun about implied histories and all these stories that have happened off screen that we don't know about. I think I kind of cited yeah. like uh, Han Solo and Force Awakens, where he's kind of talking about just all the stuff that he's been up to, and it's it just left you up, up to your imagination. And I really like that when, especially in these franchises that you know go on for decades and have sequels, like that's really fun to have gaps in the you know overarching story or whatever. Um, yeah, and that is definitely mm, like a definitely. sin that the the following sequels get into of like okay, well this is how this has to be set up and this has to be set up. And I was really noticing like <laughs> in the first one like how there are, there are lines and stuff and references that are throwaway that all became you know mm. films. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> in that like, first one they oh, say yeah, like, they mentioned Davy Jones Locker, they mentioned Davy Jones, they mentioned Dead Men Tell No Tales, all this stuff. It's like oh god. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that they were always looking back to that first one as like the holy grail and just picking it picking it apart piece mm, by yeah, piece and. Yeah trying to build it from that as opposed to the the greater questions that would have been asked when watching it yeah and also um, if you really boil down some shame. of those sequels it's like you know how many of them are like oh it's jack and his friends versus a spooky crew of pirates you know what i mean like it gets a yeah bit. yeah after a while it's like spooky okay we need crew. to uh we need to try and do something different here guys maybe uh... <laughs> yes especially the fifth one really just kind of recycles everything like they're like oh Davy Jones couldn't go on land. Well, neither, neither can this new guy. And new, and yo, they're like all cursed pirates. And it's just it's just like the same tropes that you've seen over and over and over again come up in that fifth film. Yeah. So the last one was the fifth one, right? Yeah. 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 And that's um, Salzar's Revenge. With um. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's uh... called it's in the states. It's called um, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and then in Europe, it's called Salzar's Revenge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, we have. There's a lot of that. It, it happened with Harry Potter as well, didn't yeah, it? With the they sorcerer the and philosopher. Yeah, us Americans are too dumb to know what a philosopher's stone is. <laughs> They're like sorcerer's stone. That sounds magical. Otherwise, Ooh. kids philosophy. Kids don't want to. American kids don't want to read that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. But can I real fast? Like, I want to break down the, the like the series because we've kind of been walking around a little bit For sure. and how like the the because yeah, it's absolutely. so. It's so bizarre. I think this is the weirdest film franchise, like, maybe ever when it comes to, like, how, like, the story goes and how they were made. Because, like, the first one is, it's a standalone adventure film. Like, a great adventure film. No sequel hooks, no nothing. It's kind of one concise story, and then it's done. Absolutely. And then, like, Lord, yeah, and then, like, Lord of the Rings and things were, like, popular. So, like, oh, you know what's really going to make us a lot of money if we just retroactively make it a trilogy. Yeah. So they're like, okay, it's going to be, it's a trilogy now. Um, they do the same thing they did with like The Matrix and Back to the Future where like it's three films and two and three are shot back to back. But, you know, two and three are basically a different, it's not really a trilogy, it's basically two and three are just one long movie that yeah. are a sequel to one. But then they're like, okay, they still do close it out with like pretty definitive ends for like Orlando Bloom and um, Kieran Knightley, so Will and Elizabeth. Uh, Barbosa, they're all kind of just that's weird. They bring back Barbosa um, in the, at the end of the second one, so it's just kind of like, all right, so now the trilogy is done, and we've told the trilogy. And then Disney's like, mm. just kidding, it's actually not a trilogy. There's a fourth oh. film because this, the third one made a billion dollars, <laughs> one of the first films to ever make a billion dollars. So we're just gonna make it. Now it's just like, Shit. and then and then they eventually made a fourth film. So it's like this weird series where there's like all these individual movies and then just like a weird double movie in the middle of it, and yeah. it's so jarring to like you can't really watch the second without the third but you can watch any of the other ones in order and the fourth one feels like a spin-off and they bring in these like weird because you know their story was done and they didn't really come back so orlando bloom and uh kira knightley get replaced with like sam Kaplan and like a random mermaid to kind of like fill that part and it doesn't mm. work and it's never mentioned again in the fifth one yeah <laughs> it's it's so bizarre like the production of these movies and now Absolutely. apparently they're gonna do a spin-off, like, uh, like they're going to continue it on without depth. They're going to bring in Karen Gillian, maybe, so... I was like, going to be more? I mean, I would be on board to see that. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. That's what I mean, though. Like, these are, it's such a weird, um, weird little gem of, like, of what was to come for big mm. blockbuster films. Because that first one, yeah. what was really striking me about the first one is, like, it feels very much out of time and i guess part of that is because it's mm-hmm. like almost 20 years old what 18 years old now so it's you know it's it is it's old it's you know it's an old it's an old film now which is just weird to think about anyway um yeah. but just a lot of his attitudes and approach to its storytelling and stuff feel very much like from 20 years previous like it feels like a something that could have been like a 80s film that they kind of just yeah. plucked out of time and made in the early 2000s just as we're getting the second yeah. wave of blockbuster filmmaking. And yeah, and I, th- I think that's part of why like there's this whole kind of weird execution of the franchise as a whole is that like at its core, it's very kind of retro, but they're trying to make it into this big kind of spectacle, you know, franchise. And you get you definitely get that sense in the sequels where like the stakes and the action and all the stuff gets even grander and the special effects and everything like... It's, it's it, it gets pretty wild <laughs> you know like i said like that last one or whatever is one of the most expensive films ever made like what yeah. and it's like pirates yeah, and I, like pirates really <laughs> <laughs> i know it's it's and i think it's interesting because like i think the first one and is like just a solid classic adventure film like in the way that like indiana jones was a throwback to like the old like 
you know, Nazi fighting serials of the 30s. Mm. This was a throwback to kind of the old swashbuckling, like, Errol Flynn films of the same time period. Yeah. You know, with some, like, mod Like, it does it mix in some modern genres. There's some, like, fantasy and some, like, even some horror elements in that first one. Yeah. But then the second and third just become, like, full-on the weirdest epics ever made. Like, there are these, like, they have all these geopolitical things and, like, armies and just sprawling like battles and like things that you know and then they just go back to being like kind of standalone adventure films after that so it's just a weird whiplash feeling you get watching these movies back to back yeah yeah the the whole tone and aesthetic of them is so peculiar to me as well like i've never Mm -hmm. seen i've never really seen anything truly like the parts of the caribbean films because they're just such a there's just a lot going on. They've got this kind of throwback thing, fusing elements of fantasy in there and horror and all this kind of stuff. It's such a mismatch of like themes and like <laughs> yeah. you know genres. And but ideas. The, it works in the first one really, really well. Yeah, because um, it's, it's all very understated. Even the yeah the more fantastical elements of it are very like you know they're very present. Um, but they don't go overboard. I mean, I, like watching the first one, I, I, like uh, I was really cluing into how, like you know, oh yeah, the moonlight shows us what how what we really are. Mm, um, yeah. but it's pretty convenient actually because only in the moonlight and it's pretty cloudy around here, so most of the time we're not uh, going to be all CG- CGified. <laughs> 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 but I like it. I like that tastefulness that they don't go whole mm. hog, and then you go straight into the second one, and you've got Davy Jones and his tentacle face. Like. It's yeah, this, the second and the third one, I they're like not as good, and but I still really enjoy them because they do a lot of just things that I like. I like a lot of world building, and I like movies that are just like really just go for it with being like full on weird. Because yeah. there's not a lot of stuff like the second and the third Pirates movie. Like they're just pretty, like you said, pretty unique, and I mm-hmm. have fun watching them. Not as much fun as I do the first one because that's just a solid film. But like I'm just like, yeah, this is so just weird and unique, and I I, I just have fun with them. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I think the the second and third are more like kind of like guilty pleasure kind of thing where I'm like, I don't know if these yeah, are really yeah, like yeah. the best films ever made, but there's so much like to enjoy about them. And I definitely would say like yeah. the, even though you could be critical of the more spectacular elements and that maybe that kind of detracts from like what that first one was going for. They are a lot of fun. I mean, like that whole like mm. Uh, mm. final battle where they're like shooting uh, each other yeah. on the ships in like the, uh, in the whirlpool or whatever and and David Jones as well. Like it's all like it's so much fun, <laughs> you know. It might not be the and most I, I, tight character piece, <laughs> but yeah, I do think that David Jones is a really interesting character too. He's like a really complex. That's one thing that the Pirates yeah. movies, up until probably the fourth one, had really good villains. Like Hector Barbosa is a really just good villain, like because he just wants to feel feelings again. And then you know, David Jones is he's kind of got. He's this, like, hopeless romantic who's just been, like, he's bitter about the world, and that's why he does what he does. And then you have Cutler Beckett, who's just, like, this ruthless, just, like, you know, like, he's, he's this little he's this little dude, you know? He's not intimidating at all, but it's just, like, he has so much power. Just, he understands, like, the machinations of the world and just how everyone's trying to manipulate everyone. And there's so much, it's really convoluted, but it's kind of fun. Just, like, seeing all these just different villains and all the different yeah. sides kind of playing against each other. Yeah, and it's weirdly compelling as well. Like that, yeah, that was the thing with like coming back to this first one, watching like Barbosa. It was like really compelling. <laughs> the whole like, yeah, you know, like yeah, he just wants to fucking be normal again. <laughs> like it is that simple. <laughs> um, but it, they really sell it, and like, and but also it's a great performance, and you know, and theatrical, and all this kind of stuff. Like it's it, and that's what I mean about it. It's, it's such a great blending of of tones and like moods mm-hmm. and like levels of you know. It can be quite mm. doubt, like quite 
like gritty and and scary and like visceral at times but it can also be like funny and bombastic and a little bit slapstick like and i really like that juggling of um of tones and in the pirates films even if i think like they do kind of lose it a bit as they go on (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and that first film i feel like every scene in it is doing like five things at once like it's Mm. really such a good script um and it you know like the the rest of them they kind of do that but like the first one i was just thinking about the fight scene in that that you know when will and jack first meet in pirates one and that scene is doing so many things like it's not just like okay these it's a cool fight scene like so many movies are like you know now it's just like oh they have a fight scene and it's memorable because it's a good fight but it's like you know it is a good fight because it's they're going on all these different levels and they're using the environment Mm. in really interesting creative ways but it's also like you're getting introduced to who jack and um will are by their dialogue between each other like they're kind of jack's like how he hates pirates and you're gonna setting up that arc and and you know or Will, how Will hates the pirates, and then Jack being kind of like, oh, I don't want to fight, but if I will, I will, and how he's very clever, you kind of get that aspect of him. Mm. You know, it kind of introduces them and its leads and sets up their arc that they're going to be going on. It foreshadows a lot of things, when, like, you know, how, like, Will, like, uh, Jack looks at Will and he's like, you look familiar, and that kind of hints that he knows his dad, and he has the shot, and he's like, this shot is not meant for you, so like, what's that? That's going to come into play later, and yeah, yeah. I don't know, it just, and it kind of reaffirms some things Solid. you already yeah, yeah, and Very it reaffirms like some things you know about the characters. Yeah, like like that you're like yeah. okay, so Will loves Elizabeth, and that's why he's so mad, and he's also really has this really thankless job, and you see that in the fight. So it just does so many things, and every scene is like that, where it's like, oh, this one line that's kind of exposition is also giving you character background. It's also moving the plot forward. It's really masterful in that way, and yeah. because of that, I think it's, and this is gonna be a big statement. I think it is probably the best like pure adventure film since last crusade indiana jones and last crusade um and you know i you know just like i don't count really probably like lord of the rings because those are more epics but like just as a a pure Mm. and just adventure like this this is kind of like you know the zenith for me yeah no i I think i think i prefer it to um to those kind of classic uh films like indiana jones and stuff i definitely think like it's more interesting and more fun um mm-hmm. and that first one especially is so much tighter and smarter like i completely agree with that scene yeah. with mm-hmm. that little sequence like that is just such good writing and it's like you learn so much yeah in such a short period and it's even just simple things like setting up like you know will knows how to use a sword like explaining why he yeah. why he is fit for this adventure like it is, it is up to a lot of stuff i i, I completely agree and it, and that's why it's so strange, man. Because it's like this is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't. It, you know, God bless these writers. Like, they they really went the extra mile to make it good. You know. Yeah. Mm. Um. And they, you know, I I yeah. live I live in Anaheim, and I've been on that ride a million times, and uh, like there is nothing from that ride that is like in this except for maybe Tortuga. Like, I don't know how right. they got all of this from that the ride, but. Like good on them for doing it. But yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna ask. Is that I've never been out there and seen the ride. I was gonna ask like, what are the parallels? But is it literally just they had a pirate ride and were like, make it, a pirate, yeah. move, make, make a pirate, yeah, pretty movie. much. Basically, <laughs> the only similarity is that when they go to Tortuga, that's the whole ride. Like, there's some pirates attacking a settlement and it's kind of drunk and stuff. Right. Like, you basically just get to see Tortuga and then the pirate attack scene are basically the only parallel. And then they'll slip in a bunch of lines, you know, like that, you know, 
uh, like uh, Jeffrey Rush will say, "I'm asked," you know, and it's like, "Oh, you know, you know, that reminds me of the ride." But it's they're very, very different. Although now they have kind of over the years uh, put in a bunch of like animatronics of Johnny Depp in okay. the ride, which is weird, and I don't like it all. No, like, I don't just know like, <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, it's you know me being such like big Disney fan, having grown up and lived in Southern California my whole life and gone to Disneyland so many times. It's so weird just because I'm like, how this IP is so, so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and it kind of, yeah, I agree with you. I did want to um, pick up on the fact that I was, I, I was quite shocked in, in remembering that this movie was made in 2003 because it is just so stunning. Mm-hmm. Like the, the cinematography in this, the attention to the like, light and even like the mise-en-scene with the, uh, the, like the costume design and the set design and the way that you completely write what you said earlier about how they navigate spaces um, and how well choreographed the um, the fights are in relation to the cinematography. Like that one scene where they're fighting um, in the in the blacksmith, it's just so well shot for what it is, and it's so simple as well. But it's it seems that every single bit of like on screen time is both so well considered in how it looks, but is also there for a reason in its dialogue and it just yeah it it kind of reaffirms this idea that for me at least it, it just felt so solid it was really hard to kind of break a bit down that i didn't particularly enjoy because it doesn't really waste a lot of time either does it yeah it, it's um, so long but it you don't feel it you know it, i no, think you feel it, it with the sequels like you don't feel it with the first one certainly not it seems really solid and they don't waste time to oh yeah 100 percent. Like, it, it just moves and, and kind of everything is well. kind of just the wheels are always turning. To learn a lot That's one about... criticism I have about two and three, especially because it is basically a six-hour movie or like a seven-hour movie. The whole first act of both of those scenes are just there to kind of kill time, and there mm. is none of that wheel spinning at all in the first one. Mm. But no, yeah, it's um, it, it's crazy how in in that respect how tight it is. But also like um, uh, it surprised me how much like visual comedy there was in this as well. They seem to really navigate that quite well there's a lot of kind of goofs that are shot really well um i I vividly remember before i started watching it that scene where you're introduced uh to orlando bloom's character i can't think of his name now um Uh, will turner will ah, Will good strong name name for your father (laughs) um when you introduce this character it's like the or the old version of him at least is when he snaps the candlestick off when he's he's just fiddling about and at wasting time waiting and that seems like you'll see it's like a, a fun visual gag but it's also it feels necessary to be to kind of put in there because it, it kind of sums his character up and how he doesn't really fit in this space yeah um it's little things like that that i felt really did well for the pacing in developing characters like not a lot of it was done necessarily for dialogue yeah yeah and just stuff like you know elizabeth will have like the gold and she'll put it on underneath the corset and then you kind of forget about it for a second but then she falls off the cliff and then you know he has to rip off the corset and then when it's underwater that's when it calls out because it had been in the drawer it's just it's real mm. <laughs> this script is just i kind of geek out over it because it's it's so good yeah it was like that um have you ever seen that that video about how the south park guys describe <laughs> um telling story no. And they go on about they they, oh, they yeah. basically talk about like action and reward instead of a film saying right this happens okay now this happens okay now this happens they're talking about pacing in the sense that something will be shown or told and then there'll be a 
there'll be a result of that and then because that happened this now happens yeah. and then because this and that's what this movie i feel mm. um does really well because as you were speaking about you know the whole medallion thing like why would you show that okay now this has happened this happens now this happens this happens and because you're balancing all these different characters in this world where jack doesn't fit in for one reason and then um will doesn't fit in for another reason um and so do, you know elizabeth also doesn't fit in this world for another reason so there's all these different kind of things going on but it, you know their actions have consequences and it's shown within this narrative yeah. very efficiently i really like um, the, um the like synchronicity of each of their character arcs too like they are yeah. they're mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. in line with each other and have very like similar goals despite being all very different people yeah yeah they all kind of in you know want freedom you know like jack that's kind of like his whole deal obviously he wants freedom he wants to get the pearl which represents freedom you know and then you have will who is you know he's a lower class person and he's got this you know quote-unquote sense of propriety and he's got to kind of stay in his lane and just be accept you know toil away and he never knows he can you know never have elizabeth but then at the end he kind of like learns like you know what maybe i can be kind of a badass and get respect and you know get the girl and stuff and elizabeth is you know she's she's you know like she wants to get the boy she doesn't want to be married off to norrington and you know you know live in this kind of like rigid society or her like you know under her dad the governor and she wants to kind of have some freedom and be able to go be with will and just kind of like having some adventure and i think that's why she's attracted to like you were saying piracy and you know will is attracted to that it's you know it's in his blood literally like his dad is a pirate and skeleton scars guard and even barbosa like he wants to be free he wants to be free of the curse like you know he wants to Mm -hmm. go back to the glory days all that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's all very Mm -hmm. Once you, once you realize on that level that it's very aware of what it's doing, you just have to respect it. You just have, have to, you have to have so much respect for like what they're up to. I really like the um, the creativity of I guess like the just just the general approach to a lot of the action as well. Um, things like when they're sneaking onto the ship and they're under the water with the boat. You know, that's like that's such a creative <laughs> way to like yeah. get them from A to B. And this is something that I've noticed in like a lot of like films today. Like these kind of Disney blockbusters, like they, they really where they drop the ball a lot of the time is like figuring out creative ra- ways mm. to literally just get a character from one position to another. Um this was like a thing in Cruella, like there's just a lot of like confounded like really just contrived reasons because they're like well we need to get this person here so they can do this mm. um and you yeah. never you never feel How those roadblocks and pirates you never feel like they're really stretching to you know get you into certain situations or whatever i think the only mm. the only issue i had with like the kind of blocking of some of the action and stuff was like um maybe in that last kind of uh in the kind of third act where they're mm. kind of going they are going like back and forth between uh between like the little lair a lot I was noticing, but I mean, at that point, you're like already a few hours deep into the film, so it's not really bothering me as much. Um, but even that, you know, like they're like, oh, like we'll take the boats, and you're expecting them to kind of like go out this way, and then like, oh, just kidding, we are like gonna subvert that by having the pirates walk underwater and kind of creep up, you know? So yeah. they they still do some creative things even with that. I think. Yeah, and stuff like um when the when the black pearl was approaching on them and they don't have any they don't have any ammunition so they're just chucking anything into the cannons and all the forks and stuff yeah. like that's all that's just so that's all, <laughs> that is so fun and creative and like inspired i would say like truly inspired like okay what can we do in this situation like how do we 
resolve this problem like what what the character's going to do um mm. and yeah and and you know like the the directing of those of those sequences um mm. particularly like that uh, that raid scene uh, as well um like I, I was really impressed by the way they approached that like you you really get a sense of like the violence has consequences like this isn't bloody this isn't gory or anything but there you know people get killed people die in this like you see characters in in peril in danger and it feels real it feels <laughs> very believable that like at any moment you know something wrong could happen or you know when they are in a dangerous situation there is a sense of tension there isn't that thing of like well they're gonna be fine you know like it they come out unscathed um and the creativity of solving problems like the thing of um will knows he can't kill him so he puts his own life on on the line because that's because he knows that's what they want um the film yeah. is constantly figuring out creative ways to resolve its own issues. It never feels like they're writing themselves into a corner and have to like find some mm. contrived way to, you know, get them to where they want to be. It all feels very yeah. natural and fun, and you know, and I think a lot of the imagery as well it helps with that. They really dig into like the very classic pirate aesthetic, you know, <laughs> which I, might sound <laughs> obvious because it's but like the whole thing of the the haunted crew and like the skeleton crew literally it's just such a classic um image and that that whole kind of final battle um it was just really striking me i was like man i haven't i it i haven't seen i don't think there's any other film i can think of or any piece of media that has really utilized that kind of very classic aesthetic um you know for their story and done it so well it's it, it it's yeah. very classic it's just a very it feels very, it feels very like literary almost, you know. Which is again, like it, <laughs> it. I feel it's it's so weird to give these kind of high praises to Pirates of the Caribbean for me. You know, <laughs> it it doesn't deserve <laughs> to be as good as it is, and truly it is. Like truly, like yeah, they yeah. they have put so much thought and effort into so many levels of this. Um, it's just fantastic. I just I, I loved it. I really I I was really like down, but like. And now you're saying like, yeah. <laughs> now you're saying there might be more pirates. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should do more pirate. Like, I kind of get it, you know. <laughs> I really get it. Like, it really kind of sold me on that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you guys enjoyed it because yeah, this is you know like I was saying a movie that I always just go back to, and I'm glad that you guys, after not having seen it in so long, it kind of recaptured mm. those those feelings. Yeah, um, I totally got like um really proper nostalgia from it, and I think you you know we always talk about the whole Disney toy thing. Right, yeah. um, and the and the fucking merch and whatever, and this film just made me want like one of those medallions, and it made me want a fucking one of those hats, you know. Right, yeah. The um the iconography in this film, a really big and, one. <laughs> yeah, like all of the the it just looks so cool. Like yeah. you, it it builds such a strong visual world, um, and that's just you know it's tick 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 for for market like marketing when it comes to like merch and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, like when the fucking medallions like in the sea, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, fuck, I want one of them. <laughs> you know, I want one of those fucking medallions. Yeah, um, all, the, all the costumes it's mad. And, the, and the set design and everything. It's, it's crazy, It's very huh? top notch. It's very, very well done. And I think a lot I think a lot of that does go to like, and again, this is this is one of the things about like it being an interesting case study of like a, a, mm. a blockbuster of like a bygone era is like, you know, they're on they're in real locations you know they, they're on they're in yeah. real sets it feels real like people had to you know dress those locations and find props and 
and the costuming and all that kind of stuff and it, yeah. it, it's those kind yeah. of little little details that get get overlooked in you know in modern blockbusters today mm. um and it's sorely missed sorely missed it does so much to yeah. give flavor and character um to the world and the story and you know i i, I was really like I was like, oh my god, they are there, they are there, they are in like the Caribbean or whatever, yeah. you know, they're, all, they're yeah, on real. an island somewhere. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> okay, I was, and like speaking of it being from like a bygone era, like this is just a movie that just is a good movie, and you watch it, and it's complete, and it's done. Like it doesn't because it's before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, it's before like Lord of the Rings started making everything trilogies and stuff. So it's just like mm-hmm. this is just a complete story. There's no post credit scene where it's like, oh, I mean, there is a post credit scene, but it's just a gag. Um, so just the monkey stealing the, the the coin. So there's no like, we need to set up the next villain in this movie, and we need to like, yeah. oh, put this character in because they're gonna really be important later on down the road, yeah. and you know, the third <laughs> movie. So it's just it's like well, you could just watch this and enjoy it and be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I saw that, and just move on with your Definitely. life because they really don't make standalone movies like this, I know, in, in, like yeah. at least on the big budget anymore, you know. It does bring you back to those. We spoke earlier about like Indiana Jones and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it brings you back to those standalone movies and how it's 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 yeah. It feels rarer and rarer nowadays to see like a um, like a brand new screenplay that comes out and it's just like a solid film that yeah. you feel like could be a franchise, but you know, just a new. It was, it was like when I saw yeah. um, Knives Out. When I saw that, right, yeah, I was yeah. like, I can see that people are going to make this into. This could de- this is definitely like easily marketable as like a, a continuation of a series which they're now doing, but that felt like a solid film. Mm. But Pirates reminded me like the adventure and the fun of it reminded me of like things like The Goonies, um, uh, like specifically that one because it was uh, obviously that's all about pirates and mm. and, and and shit. But it 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 reminded me of that kind of like that joy of adventure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. It is missed. It is definitely yeah. missed. It's new. It's IPs, man. It's like we're in such a drought of new intellectual properties right now. Like, despite mm-hmm. being adapted loosely from a ride, right? But that's all it's got going. <laughs> that's all it's got going in terms of like inspired story. And it just shows, yeah. like, you know, and, I, and I've said this on the show before. Like, you, there's a good version of everything. So why not just do anything? Mm. Like do new new <laughs> shit, you know. Like the reason why we got, why not? You know, four four more pirates films after this first one, it's because the first one was fucking good. It was a good. It was a <laughs> solid film. Like people wanted yeah. more. People were like, yeah, I like we like this more, please. And you know, mm. that's how it should be. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be like there's there's preemptive franchising right now. You know, there's preemptive like you have to pitch something as it having a sequel in mind. And being maybe in a bigger universe or whatever, and it's just—it was so refreshing to see something that didn't have any of that attitude and had had an older school of thought behind it um, and a real tactile approach, and and going out and like I said before, like going out of its way to be good, going like okay, let's make this silly pirate movie like really fucking good, <laughs> like maybe it's not going to be, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not going to be high art, maybe it's not going to be you know deep necessarily but it's going to be entertaining and we're going to go the extra mile to make it so and yeah man I've, yeah if i if i was working at disney if i was in that if i was in those meeting rooms i'd be pointing at pirates of caribbean and go we we had something with this we were <laughs> we were all we were we really were like hitting the nail on the head here we need to like figure it out and not more pirates necessarily <laughs> but like you know well, in, with that's these what ideas i think jungle cruise might be <laughs> 
I think that's why they made Jungle Cruise, you know? Like, it's yeah, like another totally. thing based on a ride. It's got, like, spooky kind of ghost pirate-looking guys, and it's just, like, a fun, like, adventure down, like, the river. Um, I They're probably going to be a lot of s- setups for other things, but I do think, like, they're really trying to recapture the magic of pirates with Jungle Cruise, and I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's like, we're in... We are in the content apocalypse where <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could trust Disney to, you know, to, yeah. <laughs> to do something fresh and fun. Like, I don't know. Their, uh, their, their output has been, you know, uh, it's it's not a hot take at this point to say that <laughs> a lot of their output has been pretty lackluster and uh, kind of generic, a bit safe, which is so weird yeah. to consider for, like, you know, the biggest... Uh, the biggest brand in films right now but uh, that's the yeah. other thing about pirates as well is that this is kind of before the movies were big money makers too like mm. they made a pirates movie to justify the ride which is what makes the money like yeah the whole mm. school of thought from inception is different now yeah. whereas whereas now it's like you know the whole marvel project is like well we have this massive ip that we can flesh out into this big thing um, and then we reap the rewards of the merchandising after the fact. Whereas, like, it seemed to be the other way around before. It seemed to be like, okay, we have these kind of this weird, we have this weird pirates ride. What do we do with it? How do we make it more uh, <laughs> culturally relevant for people? <laughs> um, so maybe that's maybe that's what's happening with Jungle Cruise. You know, maybe they're like, okay, how do we? Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we, maybe this should be something. Um, yeah, wasn't I, it like a dying works. ride though? Like, wasn't it, like, one that they were just going to kick out? Well, I know it was one that, like, it. they were supposed to get, you know, released, like, a year ago. But, you know, because of COVID and everything, it kept getting delayed. Oh, mm. uh, okay. But it does, it's, like, a big budget, like, you know, movie with, you know, The Rock and Emily Blunt and, you know, and just got Mad. big effects and stuff. I was watching mm-hmm. the trailer for it, and I was, it was giving me Pirates vibes in terms of the kind of yeah. swashbuckling adventure thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and giving you kind of like quirky yeah. characters and it seems yeah, to be I don't think any of that's accidental <laughs> no absolutely not absolutely not no <laughs> <laughs> one more thing I wanted to say before we like kind of finish is that the score of this movie is just one of my favorite scores ever oh um, of course Hans Zimmer of course Sorry, yeah. no. <laughs> like I know he's not credited as the composer but he really in the actuality did like all he like wrote all the themes and everything and it's just they're so iconic like throughout the you know especially like the first three movies like davy jones's theme in the second and third one definitely deserves some praise but yeah like you just hear this theme and you think adventure you're like you're ready to go and like find some magical object you know once you as soon as you hear the that that was the it's so good it is yeah i'm yeah i'm, I'm so glad you brought it up actually yes absolutely like p- potentially one of the best themes ever like i, I think mm. that's safe yeah, to say you know like what a great encapsulation of like of a piece of work you know like the <laughs> like you the the theme is synonymous with the brand um mm-hmm. and that's something that you can only say about stuff like like indiana jones and star wars or whatever like i, I can't say that about like a marvel thing necessarily apart from like the avengers i suppose yeah mm. um yeah man yeah absolutely a fant- absolutely fantastic yeah and, and the score yeah. in general it just does a lot um does a lot for the film really kind of elevates it uh infuses it with a lot of energy uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah man it's pirates pirates it's it's yeah. it's a good movie it's a it's, a, it's, it's fucking it's fun a great movie it's a lot it really of fun. Is. Yeah. yeah by the way yeah, sure. um one funny goof is um 
it always makes me giggle. Um, but I read up on how there's a scene at the very, very end of this where he gets back on the ship where um, if you look really, really carefully, blink and you'll miss it. But there's a guy who's um, a grip, who's like obviously doing all the lighting and stuff, who's just like looking out to sea on the fucking boat yeah. when they when they all uh, when when Jack's like you know yeah get on deck or whatever he's he's in the left of the screen he's just like he's just stood there with a cowboy hat on looking out to the <laughs> yeah, sea he's got a cowboy hat and sunglasses on <laughs> yeah yeah for real he's got like wearing like a blue t-shirt yeah. um, it is fantastic uh, you can search up on on YouTube but um, it's like a famous visual gag that always makes me laugh. Um, it just yeah, it's perfect. I love when those things are in it in films, but it's it's so unnoticeable. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Also, one other random thing: Zoe Saldana's in this for like a second yeah. at the beginning. Like you're like, wait a minute, is that Zoe Saldana? It's like yeah, there's like pre-famous. Like she hadn't really been in anything. So. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. What I, role did she play? She's a. Uh, she's the one who she's like she's like you stole my boats and she's yeah. like slaps him and she and he's like you can have a bigger one that oh one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That was her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I was completely. Huh. I guess you weren't a you weren't a big deal yet, because <laughs> she's a very minor <laughs> role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had, she was I think she was about to quit acting um like right around this time, but she decided to stick with it. Fair play to her. Yeah. But what one thing I did want to talk about was like um a lot of the the actors in this were surprising me. Um, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. like Johnny Depp now. Like it, his whole career is a is an interesting like piece of yeah, uh, span of events. Span of events, yeah. And <laughs> regardless of like personal personal life or whatever, um, and I think like people we we forget that like I think that I mean he was like popular for sure, and like like I said he mm-hmm. was he was a uh, into Tim Burton stuff and all that stuff. Like he he's definitely like a, he was definitely a household name. But I think this mm. is really the one that like solidified him as this like kooky actor who does these like really strong characters. And then after this, you've got like <laughs> Willy Wonka, yeah. and then he's in like the 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 new, oh, the shit, new Harry Potter films. Like I really think this was like the the the, the springboard for him to doing these like really just insane, bizarre roles. You know? Yeah, I feel like he's kind of mm. never really been able to break out of Jack Sparrow after this. You know? No, That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, in a way, it's. It's almost a, that is almost a compliment because like mm-hmm. I do think he he brought a lot to it. Uh, just hearing about how like I think I think Gore, him and Gore Gore fucking I can't speak uh, Gore Minsky. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they they were like really butting heads about the performance because mm-hmm. I think they kind of pitched it as more of a traditional like you know he's just a stoic badass pirate and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I think a lot of the script stayed the same. I think they only added in a couple extra little bits of like, you know, funny Jack moments or or, or whatever, just based on the perfor- based on the performance. Um, and again, that kind of ties into how like maybe they let him go a bit too far of it in the sequels. Um, mm. But you know, it's an interesting kind of case of like an actor going like, yeah, this character is really boring. Uh, I'm gonna do something interesting with it. Yeah. It's a pirate. <laughs> pirates are pirates are drunk all the time. I'm gonna do a Keith Richards impression. Like drunk pirate. Mm. It's it's very <laughs> it's very iconic. It's and it's yeah. and it's weird because in that era, like I said, it's in this era of these like where we're getting these massive blockbusters. These really kind of what I would even say like the f- kind of final truly like iconic movies as well. Um, mm. And I think 
Jack Sparrow is like the forgotten iconic role you know like Mm. you you ever see these like instagram posts where it's like the top 10 performances of all time and it's like always like he's never there yeah he's never there he's never there and it's always like and these these posts are stupid because it's always like guys anyway it's never female actors and it's always in like really (laughs) gritty like dramas and stuff but it's always like these really strong character performances you know um Mm -hmm. and i just think he gets so yeah he gets so written off as like a really brilliant character actor who brings a lot to a role and really likes to step into the skin of a character and really embody him um and it just go it goes a long way to make captain because captain jack could be and again this is like why the sequels kind of let, let itself down but captain jack could be a super annoying irritating character he could be really frustrating and annoying and he could really break the pacing of the film and all this kind of stuff Mm. and in that first one especially like it's just it's done so well it's done perfectly Mm. the execution of his character is done perfectly he is goofy he is a little over the top but it's, it's just held back enough that it doesn't get in the way of what the film was trying to do or anything I didn't like he's very charming he's very charming like yeah. he is he is stealing the show but you're happy for him to steal the show it's not like mm-hmm. get out of the way Jack like can you <laughs> stop yeah. for a bit <laughs> <laughs> well people forget that he actually got nominated for best actor at the Oscars for this like oh, which really? is oh. insane for Shit. like a fantasy movie for someone to get yeah, like because it's usually yeah. like you were saying like this kind of like grittier world like that same year, I don't. None of the cast of Lord of the Rings got nominated for any Oscars. You know, I think yeah. Ian McKellen had a couple years earlier, but not this because it was you know Return mm. of the King, which got nominated for all the Oscars, didn't get any acting nods, but he did. He got the acting. He got the nomination for best actor. Mm. Um, so, which well. is usually just like Sean Penn or something doing a sad movie, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking That's of true. speaking of Lord of the Rings, can we talk about Orlando Bloom and like what a like i think that was one of the things watching coming back to it was like oh yeah i remember orlando bloom yeah. <laughs> he, what's going on with orlando bloom well, he didn't really do it he didn't really do anything he's else, married to he? Katy perry now oh okay yeah he didn't re- oh, fair enough they have a kid who's going to be the most beautiful human being ever to live <laughs> this is what i mean like all he has under his belt is lord of the rings and pirates i think i don't think he was in anything Which, else noteworthy he basically speed ran his his uh, <laughs> successful career. But he, yeah, but he was probably still living off the royalties. He was one of those massive household names. Like I remember at the time, like constantly hearing about Heartthrob. Orlando Bloom, Orlando yeah. Bloom, or yeah, Heartthrob, Leading Man, all this yeah. kind of stuff, and just kind of flashing mm. a pan. Just nothing really came of it. Yeah, he got hired like out of film school, like to be in lord of the rings like i think he literally missed his graduation because he had to go shoot lord of the rings and then like off of that before those movies even came out he got in pirates and you know i i was like for a long time like i said at the beginning like not the biggest fan of his like i thought his acting was kind of really stilted and stuff like that but i i've come to especially in this film like really appreciate just kind of like how much of just kind of like a weird kind of like dorky is and i think you don't really at first realize how dorky Orlando Bloom is because you know he's such like an attractive like leading man but then it's right, just like yeah. yeah he's kind of just like like you know like you said it when you know he breaks that little candle like it just tells you everything you need to know about his character and mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job like in these movies just kind of being like you know a quote like a you know excuse the pun like a fish out of water just kind of just like <laughs> oh I'm here on this adventure and I kind of don't know what's going on and he's kind of like almost like a little goody two-shoes but he's like got this you know kind of like edge to him where he's like oh maybe I am a pirate though and I think He's just like perfectly cast in this. Like I don't think he's 
an incredible actor, but I think he's really well cast in this. Sure. No, that's probably fair. I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's my only reservation about him in this film is like, I think he just isn't probably the best actor in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some of his yeah. deliveries are like, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. An, I'm not an actor. I don't know anything about acting. But like, they just feel a little off to me at times. It, it, he feels a it little feels awkward. Like, mm, yeah, that's fair. It feels like it kind of stands out a bit as you know a lot of the other characters blend into the world around them very well even if they're not like supposed to you know if they're trying to break out of that world or they they don't fit in they still blend into the i think orlando bloom he feels a little bit like almost almost like if you if you know like sometimes when stage actors come in to do films and they as a stage actor it's a skill in its own to be able to project Mm -hmm. yourself you know he he the reason i compared him earlier to almost like a kind of like a classic Disney character is because he feels like he's that, you know, he, he performs like, you know, like he's, he's, he's on stage. Like he kind of like, he's, he's very stern and like, um, it works well for the character, but he's also, he, he's not very subtle. Um, he just feels like a, like, like he'd be a great voice actor for the role if it was animated. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, and that kind of, for me, that comes across in his performance as a, it does stick out, but he he has that charm, I think, that that works for the character, and he does have like the emotional cues um, that are delivered that they're perhaps for me at least just not delivered in the most subtle of ways. Um, and I, I buy his chemistry with Kira Knightley a lot. Like I think the two of them have definitely. really good chemistry, and they're both very likable. I think in this film, yeah, I'd, I'd mm. say that. Like everyone's very likable, and maybe like um, to bring it to Jack Sparrow as well. Because that is such a, I, I do, I do think like, it is slightly to the detriment of the film in the sense that he is he is stealing the show to the point where it you you start to notice the kind of kinks in the armor of like the other performances, mm. like when mm. you've got this actor who's like clearly really thought about this and like is really <laughs> go, swinging for the fences. You kind of look at the others, the other main cast, and go like, okay, what what. What prep were you doing for this? <laughs> Which is maybe also unfair. the like supporting, yeah, yeah. Well, also I was gonna say the supporting cast in this. Like, I really love all of the kind of like I forget his name. The guy who plays Mr. Gibbs is really great. You've got Jonathan Price as Elizabeth's dad, and just um, Jack Davenport as Norrington. Like, I think that you know a lot of these kind of like smaller character actors do a really great job in this. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Who's the dude? Who's the dude? Uh... There's like the du- there's that little duo of the uh, in, on Barbosa's crew. Who are those guys? They're great. Oh, um, uh, the mul- yeah, the, the two comic relief guys like yeah. they're Moltog and some, oh. the guy with the fake eye and yeah, 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 yeah. glass eye. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. He was in. Oh god, he's I a, remember he's recognizing office, right? it. Yeah, he's in the office. Oh yeah, shit, yeah. that's where the, I recognize the, him the, from. Your guys' office, not my office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, when I started watching this, I that's so weird because I knew. I must have subco- like subconsciously recognised him from the office because I thought, because I I remember seeing somewhere like an interview with him where he was like, it it, it shot around the same time or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and like there was there was issues with him filming pirates and and this, oh, really? uh, and the office Mackenzie Crook and yeah. yeah, but like my but my head was going. I'm pretty certain it's Stephen Merchant who's in this, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I'm like, why on earth do I think it's Stephen Merchant? And then I saw him, and I was like, well, where, 
where do I recognise him from? And I couldn't connect the dots that it was the office. And I my brain just completely got confused. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, thank you for connecting those dots because it <laughs> certainly confused me when watching it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're great. They're, uh, they're uh, very well placed. And again, like one of, one of those characters yeah. that like could be a little too much, you know, there could be a little bit too much of those guys. But it's just enough, just enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they were there to kind of like explain things and kind of like if you need some exposition in kind of just like a fun like way that doesn't feel like it's you know holding your hand too much it's just kind of these two idiots just like oh well well what's going on over here with Captain Jack well let me tell you about this you know they just kind of explain you know <laughs> things and the exposition like I said earlier is handled really really well in this movie that you never you don't even realize it half the time when they're like telling you important things are gonna be like come up later you're just like oh yeah this is just part of this world yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 all very like i said before it's all very efficient like mm-hmm. you know i'm not we've said it many times on the show like i'm not the biggest fan of um uh, longer than like over two hour run times personally i tend to go <laughs> when i see the runtime, yeah. like my eyes go glaze over and i go cold <laughs> um <laughs> but you know that efficiency really helps to kind of carry the film and keep it moving at a really like nice leisurely play play uh, pace and I, I never felt too just bored or distracted at any moment. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you have any do you have any final thoughts on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as a whole? Or I mean, yeah, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> it is really, yeah. really rewatchable. Like it's one of those movies you can just kind of like throw on whenever, and you know, it's it's like it's a Jurassic fun. Park or like an Indiana Jones where it's just so much fun, and you can just kind of like throw it on in the background or you can actually pay attention to it um yeah it's you know some some a lot of good movies are like you know you, you watch them and it's like okay that was good i'm glad i watched it but i'm not gonna watch it for a little while but this one you can just kind of go back to the well yeah you feel i guess it's because you feel like you're kind of thrown into it there's not much like the beginning is isn't like slow you know it's mm-hmm. you just get thrown into this world and you believe it Oh yeah, it, and you it just get sucked into the cat. Yeah. The logo. I've never seen a movie where the logo just comes up straight at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. it just starts. That's yeah. That's did they even just ha- they didn't even have the Disney logo, right? Into it. Did no, they no, even no. have nope. the like castle at the beginning? I don't. I don't think they did. No, I don't at least think not they did. The, the, the mist. The mist is shown. The logo comes out. I've got it written here, and then it just goes into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, and it's, Indiana Jones has a great bit at the beginning where it's it goes through like the it shows him going through the uh, through the the trees and that and him outsmarting all the other guys and and those films are are fantastic and the pacing is fantastic for those films but like with this like i'm glad it just goes straight into it because it makes me want to watch it again it doesn't Mm -hmm. waste time i don't feel like oh fuck so you know (laughs) we're we're going through this explanation again about these characters it's just like beat 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 this happens because this happens Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't waste time and that's fantastic it makes me want to go back and see it again and to be honest, I probably will. Um, I forgot how much I do actually love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Alright, awesome. Uh, do you want to give ratings? What would you rate it? Why not? And what, what out of, is a, so what's your guys, remind me, what's your guys rating system? Is it you can do out, out of 10 of, or out of 5, either or. I'll do, yeah, I'll do a 5 so, out of 5 for me. Like, I think this five, is, fair. like, a, this is just a perfect fair. adventure movie. Fair enough. I think, um, mm. I, get, I gave it a, I think I gave it like a seven on my letterbox. I think I'm going to bump up to it just talking about it. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to bump it to an eight. Um, yeah. Because I've got eight so, out of ten written here. Yeah. Because certainly it's just very, 
like we said, it's, it's very well done. It's it's so well executed. That first one, particularly anyway, um, it's mm. just it it is a forgotten classic. I think I would implore yeah. everyone to go back and you know dig it up, dig up your old DVDs or get your Disney Plus subscription. Have a good time. It's a great yeah, film yeah. that work that can work for a lot of situations. It's a great kind of solo watch. It's great have it in the background one. Um, mm. Yeah, I I do think like maybe your mileage will vary with it, just depending on whether like things like the captain jack performance it, like i could see it not working for some people um and maybe just kind of the tonal sure. elements of it and the whole pirate aesthetic i think there is a reason why we haven't had a lot of pirate stuff is that maybe that it is just not the most compelling uh kind of genre i suppose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah pirates of the caribbean has no has no business being as good as, as good as it is so um yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, for me all right cool um derek thanks for coming on uh, yeah, thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Do you want to plug your podcast? Tell the folks where, sure, where sure. they can go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you anybody out there, you know, has liked any of the stuff I had to say, uh, I do a podcast called Underrated uh, with a couple friends. Um, and you guys can listen. Anybody can listen to that on however you're listening to this podcast. We're on all the podcast platforms, YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at Undercast Company is the name of uh, what we call ourselves when we make podcasts. Or you can just follow me at Derek's Photos on Instagram. That's D-E-R-I-C-K-S underscore photos. Um, you know, I write about films some, sometimes and stuff. So, you know, you can check all of my links out there. That's awesome. Very, it's, a, it's a very fun podcast. You guys um, you guys have talked about some very uh, great uh, hidden gems and <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks. Under and underrated films in general. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, so I love talking about movies that you know people need to like pay more attention to. So that's why yeah. I, you know even though this is a huge franchise, I love we, we have forgotten about pirates. So it was a lot of fun for me to come on and talk about it here with you guys. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime, man. Thank you, thank you. All right, cool. Um, okay, cool. So thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Uh, yeah. If you want to keep up to date with this show, you can follow us at Final Draft Pod on. God, which one is it? Is it Final, Final Draft Pod on Instagram? <laughs> Twitter is Final Draft yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook at the Final Draft. You can email us at Final Draft Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, there's a link to Discord on there. Join the Discord, be part of the conversation. Uh, go Greg, a bunch of people in there. Um, share your thoughts. Let us know what you think of Pirates. Um, and if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash the Final Draft. Uh, five pound a month gets you access to a monthly bonus episode. Uh, we've got a few. We've got a few up there at the moment. We've got a bit of a catalog going, so now's the time to do it. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. Don't want to twist your arm. And they tend to be longer and uncut as well. So yes. if you like our blabbery, if you there want, you go. if you want to pay for objectively worse audio, <laughs> please. <laughs> Come on, yeah, we're here. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, man, for coming on. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. It's pleasure having you here. It's so much fun talking about pirates with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. I've got I've got catch up now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I might watch the uh, watch them tonight. To be fair. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I know. I, I want to go watch more pirate movies. All right, take these guys. Thanks. All right, bye. See you around.